What's up, everybody? Forfeit, Forfeit Podcast. It's Metal Matt. It's the J Lo, Big John Stud, and Wild Bill. What's up? What's up? What's up, everybody? Forfeit Podcast is back. Is back for fit for fit. What's up, everybody? Did Chat GPT just take over the intro? <laughs> it did. I love it. I'm excited, man. Excited. Excited to be with you guys, especially our honorary guest, John. <laughs> nice to have you. I nice know, so I, so I, gracious I was, I was, of you to carve out some go, time. Like, We've been uh, trying to nail down a podcast for a while, but John's just been, he's just so hard to tie down. Listen, talk to my agent, okay? That's yeah, it. That's true. Listen, you know, we got we to gotta make it worth his while. You know, <laughs> while Bill and I are out here throwing, you know, disc, you're playing disc golf, you know, carving out agendas left and right. And yeah, we can't, we can't nail down John. Jesse's keeping it, keeping the Twitter heat real. <laughs> I was going to say, if Twitter links and texts <laughs> were a game, you guys would be in the podcast uh, billionaires. Oh. <laughs> We'd all be driving Lambos if, if that's all it took. Well, you know, <laughs> it's all right. We took, we had a little lull because sports had a little lull, but we, you know, we're right around the corner from, from the NFL draft. I think that's starting to heat up. The NBA playoffs are here. Playoff tournament. We've got teams playing for their, you know, fighting for their playoff lives tonight. Looks like the heat is uh, getting iced out by Atlanta right now, <laughs> but uh should be interesting run for the NBA. Hopefully. Did you see that? Um, speaking of Twitter, they, I'm watching TNT and they just posted the, the gif of Yo, Nick Sirianni crying. <laughs> it was Nick Sirianni crying. It was like, this is Chuck after betting on Miami tonight. Oh <laughs> <Five> man. Savings. <laughs> Yeah, oh boy. No, nah, I mean, well, the thing with this is, though, even if Miami loses, they can they still play the winner of the nine ten game. Well, so. they could get in the seventh seed. Yeah. No, no, or the eight, eight seed. The eight yeah, seed. Yeah, so I mean, you know, they're in a good spot, and I, I mean, I think they're going to lose tonight, but I think they'll beat whoever wins that nine ten game. But right. the Heat aren't the same Heat. Like Tyler Hero is not. I mean, this isn't a Heat podcast, but no, nah, yeah, it, it's 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 crazy that team beat us last year in the second round. I mean, Joel did have a broken face and a torn ligament in his shooting hand, but just goes to show basically the same team in Miami is getting smoked by Atlanta and we couldn't even beat these fools. Well, Atlanta, we were talking about it. They're refueled new coach with a good coach. And I think they signed and and they got a couple of good guys like Deontay Murray from the Spurs. He's pretty underrated. Like he can ball Bogdanovich. Yeah. He's off the bench now. So it gives the bench some pop. Yeah, baby. Yeah. yeah, no, it's, that's what it is. It's what we lack. It's what we lack. But hey, coach of the month, hey, player love, of the month, love them the, stats. The East player of the month. We love those individual <laughs> achievements here in that's Philadelphia. We care about this place. That's all we care about individual achievements. We don't care. Who about cares about the 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 big the big show? Who cares yeah. about the chip? We, we don't care about our our football team blowing the biggest one of the biggest leads in Super Bowl history. We don't care about that shit. Jalen had five touchdowns. That's all that matters. So I have our agenda. <laughs> yes, I said it. I have our agenda from like three weeks ago. I'm just going to go shot out of the cannon. I, I, we're already tipping the iceberg on some of these with the NBA and our, our love hate for the Sixers. Who's drinking the Kool-Aid? Honestly, John. For the is Sixers? It, is, it, is it? Yeah. Is it the, is what, what flavor is the Kool-Aid for the Sixers? Um, Hmm. Is it red? 
mountain trees. <laughs> it's it's that like it's that like sweat sweat semen color. Okay. Ooh. It's that freeze. Remember, it's like glacier freeze. Okay. What the like glacier freeze Gatorade yeah. color? It was like clear, cloudy, Hazy. clear, hazy. Yeah, because we don't know what the outcome of this is going to be, right? Yeah, exactly. We have a good idea. Yes, we do. But we yes, don't we know. Do. Yes, we, we don't do. know. Are, well, Bill, it, the only haziness is: Are we going to get eliminated in, in the second round or the third round, uh, or the first round? So, or, let's not, yeah, let's not blow that out. Here's well, the, I mean, and, we'll and put the end of that right now. We're not, they're not losing to the Brooklyn Nets. Well, look at that though. Stop with that. How happy are you for the Brooklyn Nets? You got Kyrie Irving demanding a trade. I want out of Brooklyn. He goes to the, he goes to Dallas, destroys, ruins them. <laughs> ruins them not that i care about the dallas mavericks but poor luca like he should demand a trade poor luca luca is the worst guard defender in transition in the nba like that is fucking embarrassing for no, i know i know i it's just i define irony no yeah. i know i do like luca i like watching him play but when you watch him it's literally He's like Derek Coleman. He's top of the key to top of the key. And I can respect that in a men's night. Because he's out of shape. But when you're making $48 million a year, like, get your fucking hands up on defense, pal. But, hey, I that's he, Mark Cuban. I think, he likes in, I, like, I think he likes enjoying his days off a little bit too much, if you know what I mean. And was, yeah, uh, yeah. But he's, he's fun to watch, though. I, yeah, I he's fun to watch. Good. He's fun to watch. I, I heard from a few national guys who said that, like, if you follow the Mavs, he's a little exhausting to watch because of his how he rides the refs well and, and he's like a joel it's just like all about him all the time it's like hey listen this is a five-player game you know you got yeah. four teammates use them yeah but you know sorry i don't mean to hijack it no no i mean it, yeah listen the, the sixers to me it's they got to show it to us right they got to show us something you know get past the second round then we can talk Big, big second round matchup. Yeah. I mean, they got, I mean, who, I guess we'll have the, the Celtics waiting for us unless the Hawks, mm-hmm. unless the Hawks pull some craziness or the heat, if the heat come back and win, I mean, they're coming on a run, you know, th- they might sneak this game out. It wouldn't shock me for the Hawks to blow a 24 point lead, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, no, I mean, that's, you know, I don't want to, whatever. I mean, you, we will take care of the nets and they, they might win a game against us, but they're, I mean, they're garbage. They sh- they shouldn't win a game against us. They shouldn't, but you know the way we play. Who knows? Maybe whatever. But I don't know. I just I just watched the Celtics, and they have two or three killers on their team, and Tatum, Smart, and Brown, and we have Tyrese Maxey trying to become a killer, but he's not. We have good. one and a half killers. Uh, we have Joel, and sometimes Harden. I, I would not call Joel and be a killer. Joel is the softest, most dominant player in the in the history of the NBA, arguably. And when the going gets tough, we're going to watch the same. Oh, I'm going to flop for a foul that, that you're not going to get called in the playoffs. And it's just going to be, I don't know. I, I, I guess you, I, you never know. You play the game. I think Boston's a little less together from than last year. But, man. I think I, that – sorry, Maka. No, you're no go ahead, John. No, I just think that we had talked about individual stats in the beginning here, and I think that – Knowing that this MVP discussion, whatever it is at this point, I think it's going to be a big distraction going into the postseason. I think that um, Joel Embiid, whether he wins or not, wins or not, I think that he's already 
overtaken all of the someone on Twitter. Obviously, I think Jesse might have sent it. I'm just kidding. Um, there has been a, a, someone on Twitter that goes on and checks all the people that are voting and who they voted for so far, and he's by far has that vote. You know, one does he? Uh, yeah, by far. When's um, when's the when did they announce it? Like I forget. I'm not exactly sure, but I think that listening to Doc Rivers, listening to, you know, I don't want to say Joel because I don't think he's ever he's sort of uh, I don't I don't know if he's pounded the pavement for wanting to be an MVP, but I think he's kind of hinted at it once or twice. But I feel as though going into the postseason, if he wins it, it's kind of going to be like, okay, well now show us. Like now you're in the postseason, you won that most valuable player award show us what and how to do it, how you've done it and prove it to the rest of this, you know, the re- the rest of the league that you're MVP. He's you're, literally you're unbroggable if he it, plays the, like the, a big man. It's if saying the award is stopped, but he the, plays like he's a goddamn two guard half the game. The, the award is likely to be handed out in June. Is that what it is? Yeah. Like so the, probably right, right before the, the finals, Sometime around that time frame there. No, I think, uh, yeah, no, I mean, this team on paper, the Sixers could beat any team in the NBA. I have no doubt of that, but I don't know. I just, I don't know, like, if it's a tie game it's, or we're down a point or two with two seconds, three seconds to go. I know the focus is on Joel, but I don't know. I just, I don't know, like, who our guy is. Like when it's, I mean, I know it's supposed to be Joel, but I don't know. He just hasn't played big in big games in the playoffs. I just, except for that Toronto game where he hit that three and I get it. That was a big shot, but I mean, that was a first round matchup against a team with guys that started three or four rookies. Like, come on, like, you know, it's, but he was injured last year. And I guess that's always the big, but if he doesn't get hurt, I mean, nobody can guard this guy if he actually plays hard. And so it's just, we'll see if he wants it. I think also, you know, you brought up James Harden. I think that the Sixers are going to go as far as Joel, but, you know, without James Harden, who has been an integral piece, I think, for this organization to get to the next level, he definitely has to play better than he has been recently. Like, I think we agree he hasn't really lived up to his expectations as of yet, but... I saw a stat today. He's the only player in the NBA history to win three scoring titles and two assist titles. He won the assist title this year, um, which is impressive. Like, you know, that's a feat. Um, I think with, with James, the key with him, it's uh, Matt brings us up a lot. And it's literally what he has to do for us to win is when we're not scoring for two or three minutes, he has to identify that and take over for like little clips of the game. And don't worry about passing. Just take four or five shots and get this thing kind of back on track. So that's what I'd like to see from James. And I see it sometimes, but that's his role. And I think it comes, I mean, Joel's a constant, but we need Maxie to be like he, like he was last year. Like he just, he has to be 20, 20 a game. And then I guess my big, my, one of the things I just can't look past is fucking Toby. This guy just, I'll tell you. You want to talk about soft. Ugh. It just, (laughs) Like, it's like literally like it's like the playground when like, you know, you're like picking on a kid that's not as kid that can't handle you. That's Toby. Like, that's fucking Toby. And I don't know. He gets he, he gets a lot of minutes. And I hope hope Doc does the right thing coaching wise where he 
you know, if he's playing well, fine, leave him in. But if he's not, like, I don't know. Like, do we have other guys? I, I, I really hope he doesn't fall in love with, oh, these are my starters. They get starters minutes. It's like, no, dude, you got to play. He's playing good. So I guess it's, you know, Doc, Doc has his hand in this too. And that's where it gets me a little worried. I, you, you guys brought up the, <clears throat> the assists that Harden's putting up and yeah, it's impressive. But to me, he is the last person on this team that we need winning uh, awards for uh, setting records for assists. We need him to score points in a league that is all about scoring offensive firepower. If you're the number two guy on this team, we need you to score points. We don't need you putting up assist records, right? I mean, look at the Utah jazz back in the nineties. It's probably why they didn't never want a title. Cause their number two guy was the all time assist leader every year. And that's not going to, that's not going to get you. That's not going to, that's not going to win you championships. I'm sorry. Like it's also tough too having Joel Embiid having to score 50 for you to win a game by two points. Well, and it's also uh, and when, you know, when the other team doesn't have their second best player playing either. Well, and it's also, stuff. it's also, it's also easy for teams like the Bucks and the Celtics, you know, any well-coached team <clears throat> to figure out how one dimensional we are on offense. It's, you know, bring the ball up, you know, swing it around a little bit until get, give it to Joel at the top of the key, get the fuck out of the way. And he, you know, he's going to try to uh, either do that little crossover spin fade away jumper. I mean, how many times have we seen him get that stripped away? It's just, and our transition defense, like it's not even there. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't rebound. We don't, we don't get back in transition. All the fundamental things that you need to do, especially around playoff time to edge out against the best of the best in the league, we're terrible at doing. <laughs> so I just, I don't know. Like you said that we're, we could beat anyone like on paper. I, I strongly disagree. I think we have still have no bench depth whatsoever. I think the Celtics and the bucks on paper blow us away talent wise, and we're going to see it come to fruition. I hope I'm wrong, but the bucks, it's the bucks or the Celtics. And if I had to pick a sleeper team, I'd probably say the Cavaliers can probably make a run, but it's the bucks and the Celtics coming out of the East. That's what it is. Plain and simple. We're too one dimensional still. And Harden doesn't want to take that. You know, I think he's just, I think it's a combination between, you know, age injury, like, you know, mounting little, little paper cut injuries that have just mounted up over the years that he's more comfortable just getting a ton of assists. 16 and, years in the league, never not made the playoffs. Right. But never gotten, never won a championship conference finals. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah. He's, he's been, uh, been underwhelming. Yeah. I think that's a great word. Underwhelming. I mean, and, and I think that going back to Bill's point about Tobias, he's that guy that you hope could be like, and this is going to be a bad comparison, but how Andre Godala was early for the golden state warriors. Right. He was that sleeper guy who came off. We were off the hoping bench. Doc could bring that out of him, but he, right. he hasn't. He hasn't yeah. been able to bring that out of him. And I and I don't see Tyrese kind of coming in and scoring thirty points he's a game. He's still too young. Yeah, I think he's and, still too young. And I don't see PJ Tucker, you know, 
having, you know, shooting, you know, you know, 80% from three, you know, he's, he's that guy that's going to hopefully yeah. get you the boards that you, the offensive boards that you need. And, and other and than the minivan, the other than the minivan, like we've got Furkan Korkmaz. He doesn't even play to, 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 to rely on. Yeah. Now we got Danny Melton. He can play a little bit. Um, yeah, he's not, he's not, he's not moving. The he's needle. not scratching the itch, man. I don't know. It, it, uh, you know, the more we're talking about it, I don't know. I think this, you know, this team, I don't think, I don't think the bucks are the same way they are. Chris Middleton's not healthy. That's a huge loss for them. Giannis is Giannis and Drew holiday is probably the most underrated one of the most underrated players in the league. Um, but I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think it's just how much these guys want it. Um, and, you know, I think, uh, you know, I mean, looking at James, I mean, James played 36.8 minutes a game this year. Like, I don't know. I don't think it's fair to, you know, say a guy that puts up 21 and 11 is not doing his job. I don't, I mean, I don't know how, what, what more he could do. Um, it's, 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 it's just a matter of these guys don't, don't close out games. I mean, every, almost every game last year in the playoffs, we were in it and then we just shit the bed in the fourth quarter. But I don't know how that's going to change this year. So well, how do you make that. James Harden be a better defensive player? No, I mean, you know, that's something, you know, that's always, you know, kind of, I want to say a bugaboo. He's not terrible. I mean, he tries, he hustles, he switches on guys. But again, he's, you know, he's out there to, to, to be your floor general. Um, and I, I think it's, I think it's just a matter of Joel. I mean, Joel, if he's going to win the MVP, it's what Giannis did. Um, you know, it's what, uh, you know, it's what Steph did last year. He proved he was the best player and he went out there and took it. Now he had help from Wiggins and everybody else, Jordan Poole. But I mean, Joel in theory could be the best player in the East and usually the best player wins. It's just, he's got to do it. Giannis did it. Uh, Tatum did it last year, came up short and is it Joel's turn? Cause I still think he could be the best player. It's just, he doesn't win. And that's a big part of being the best player is winning. Uh, you can't ignore that. So it's just, you know, I guess we're just kind of basically have to fast forward for two weeks. Cause I, you know, we will handle the nets, but you know, it all comes down to the Celtics. I think if I truly stay healthy think, against the nets, what's like, that? Like just stay healthy against. Yeah. And yes. Yeah, so I mean, like, get let's, out of let's that have series. Joel yeah, like, like, come out of a series, not with a, a broken face for once. Exactly. Cause I mean, if we beat the Celtics, I think we'll beat the Bucks and go to the finals. If we if we get past that monkey on our far back of beating Boston, right, you know, as long, as, we st- as long as we stay focused and and uh, yeah, I I think you know and because there's no guarantee the Bucks get to the conference finals. I mean, like you said, maybe Cleveland. You know, they run into Cleveland. Cleveland's hot, and we match up way better with Cleveland. Right. So it's just I think you know it's just that it's that bugaboo of yep getting past Boston, but you got to do it. It's easy to say, Oh, we could and this and that, like you got to do it. The, so. That's the other point about like playing the, the nets early here. When I say like sweep them and you laugh, like get that extra day of rest. Yeah. yeah. Cause I mean, you know, Joel got hurt in game five of Toronto. If we would have swept them in four, he doesn't get hurt in game five. Well, also sweep them, get that momentum mm-hmm. going. You know, I mean, you're Do lucky that, that- you're lucky that you're playing close game, like proximity, close games. You're playing. Yeah, I mean right. that game, that game four against the, the the Raptors, we we beefed. We were up. I'm pretty sure in the fourth quarter we lost. 
we if we win that game, he doesn't break his face <laughs> on game five. So, like you said, that we had to play an extra game because we didn't close him out, and he gets hurt. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's just, you know, there's no secret sauce to us winning. It's Joel, you have to be the best player on the court every series. And I think he kind of started to do that heavy at the end of the season here to try to solidify that MVP sort of thing and sitting out. People don't realize every time he sits out, his percentage points percentage actually gets affected and this, that, and the other thing. I know a lot of people have been talking about that. Um, one question I do have for you guys, just because we're talking about the playoffs in general, not just the Sixers, but anybody in the West who you really, I think there's a lot of interesting storylines in the West yeah, it's the wild, the wild west right now. Yeah, I mean, just going from the playing game tonight yeah. you know, with LeBron. Then... It wouldn't talk if the Lakers come out of the west. Like, there's a lot of teams. I, I agree, John. I think one through seven, the Warriors could come out of the west as a six seed. Again, with, I, I, I think I, with the, the Lakers, it's all about health. Uh, if if LeBron can keep it together. And, AD's playing and, like a monster right he, now. He's yep. playing like AD. And he's yeah. proven he's a top five player like that. And that's. You know, and then and you know, and then I, I I don't think the Nuggets are for I don't think them, but then Grizzlies, you know, they could put it together. Like they got a they got a team, and then and then how about the Suns with KD? I think and, and I think and the, I think the Kings are my sleeper in the West, though. They've been sneaky good all year. I don't and think no they're ready to make. No one's got them on the radar. I don't, I don't think they can beat Golden State, though. Yeah, I, I think they're a first round exit. It's going to be a tough series, but I mean, you never know. That's why you play the game, but yep. I just think. First playoffs in 17 years, you know, that's a lot. But, hey, you know, you, you know, to play against arguably one of the greatest dynasties in history of the league. But, you know, to, to be the best, you got to beat the best. I got a, I got a, I got a question for you guys, too, speaking while we're on the, on the West. With the whole Rudy Gobert mess that just happened, that's right? So, can we, yeah, he is a clown. He is a mess. That guy is, is a mess. He's an idiot, too. <clears throat> but... <clears throat> They, can you think of another like an epic like inner team like rivalry or or like explosion like that? Like think back like like well, what's Draymond and Jordan Poole in the beginning of the season in, in practice? But like I'm talking like like in the in the heat of the moment when the when the game's on the line type of thing. You're on the sideline, national TV. Does that have to be basketball? No, no, I'm, I'm talking like any McNabb and T.O. on the sideline. Yeah, I mean, that's the first one that came to my mind. Yeah. Um, I mean, are there any other ones that kind of like come out? Uh, Papa Bond and uh, Jesse's Jimmy, boy Bryce Harper. Jimmy Butler had one a couple of years ago when he flipped out on the sidelines. Remember that? When he was, I think it was his like his first season with the Heat. He flipped out. Didn't he flip out on? Oh, no, that was Brett Brown in the in like a a coaching. Time. Yeah, no, this was like on the sidelines. I think it was him and Haslam maybe had words. Probably not Haslam. He's like it, their team leader. It wasn't punches being thrown, but like Butler, I remember Butler had to be like, held. I think he had to be held back. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of a, I'm trying to think of another one. It's thought it's, it was interesting if I try to think of like something as ridiculous as, that Rudy Gobert, that Rudy yeah, Gobert swing. It also happened. happened with the Clippers this weekend too. Did it? Yeah, there was a. What happened with the? Hold on. Let me get. Let me get to the. Uh, 
I was thinking, because I, I was thinking, like, like Mason, did the Bad Boys ever have any, like, kind of blow-ups like that? And, like, the Bulls never really had anything like that happen, at least on the court. Like, I'm sure they had plenty of tussles. Mason Plumley and Bones Highland got into a brief fight. And then, uh, who's the guy that I sent you guys who's, you know, he... He oh yeah, the guy. Uh, our, he punched was a wall. Which his brother's you know. on our team. It's uh, it's, it's Josh McDaniels, Jaden McDaniels' brothers. They're brothers. Punched a wall even and broke his. Yeah, head. that's you know, and like you, you see that shit, and it's just like I get it. You know, it's you, these guys are the highest level competitors. You get fired, but it's like, what the fuck are you doing punching a wall? Like idiots. Like yeah, I'm, it was Jimmy Butler. Clowns. It was Jimmy Butler. Jackass. Um, Haslam Smith. and. and it was Butler, Haslam, and Spolstra. And Spolstra kind of like was trying to break it up. It happened. Steve Smith last dropped, year. Um, oh, yeah, the guy in practice, Jesse, the cornerback. Like, didn't he like break his jaw? <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> fucked him up. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that during training camp. Uh, yeah, no, that, I remember that. Because that's when they had Josh Norman before he, like, he got traded. But it wasn't Josh Norman that happened. But I remember like that, yeah, that was... Uh, Ron Rivera days because he ran his training. That. You kind of expect that a lot more in football than you would in basketball. Oh yeah. Cause I mean, it, I mean, you're just beating the hell out of each other and yeah. you know, it's, it's just natural, you know, but it's, I mean, I mean, basketball is, you know, pretty physical too, obviously, you know, we know that, but it's just, I feel like back in the day, there probably was a lot of fights, but they held it to the locker room or they didn't do it on the goddamn bench. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. It was like practice. Like, you know, yeah. Kobe you know, elbowing like punching Steve Kerr. Exactly. Well, yeah. there's also like 5,000 more cameras everywhere now. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. It's like you can't get away with anything anymore. So it's like, uh, yeah, it's definitely not as. Uh, Everything's you know, meme. Can't be concealed. But now it's the it's NBA playoffs. I guess technically these aren't the playoffs, but I guess they start over the weekend. So Yeah. But it's not the regular season anymore. So. It's the play in, though, but it's not the playoffs, they said. Yeah. Play in. Yeah. I think so far, ever since they've they've started this playing tournament, I think it's been good for I didn't like it at first, but I kinda do dig it now. Like it's like all right, you know, it's I mean, having eight teams, half the league make the playoffs automatically, like that's that's half the fucking league. So at least now you make it either you want to work hard to be a top six team or you better feel confident you're gonna be able to beat a bottom end team and now you gotta play more games, chance to get hurt, like John said. So it does. The one thing I do want, do not want to see is the, the fucking midseason like tournament. Uh, I, I don't know. That I'd be on board with that, that they keep talking about. Yeah. I think the play in games, I think we always talk about when it comes down to TV money, that helps, right? They're, they're each getting three extra games yeah. per. Um, so that helps the, the bottom yeah, you're line. Right. Yeah, yeah, no matter what, teams. three games are right. Yeah. But. I think the, the precipice of it, I think, was basically the idea of, like, trying to prevent tanking, um, which I don't know if that, if this changes that. I, th- I think it, you know, you could still, you're still, the if, I mean, if you're the Pistons right now, you're still the, the, the sludge of the league. Um, what What's the benefit of getting to the play-in and then losing to, you know, Chicago, or I'm sorry, losing to Toronto as a, as a nine seed? I mean, if you make uh-huh. the play, if you get eliminated from the play, and do you still, are you still entered into the lottery? That I don't know. That I don't because know. then, yeah, there's no incentive to make the play-in tournament at that exactly. point. Like, yeah, I think you're incentive? right. No, I think if you do a play-in tournament, you're not, you're out of the lottery. 
Right. So that would make sense. Because that's why they said the Kyrie, they sat Kyrie and Luca, because the, and they're getting investigated for tanking the last game, which I don't get because I don't think they oh, for sitting their starters and yeah, well rolling the dice over trying to I don't whatever. Oh so, yeah, no, it's one of those that like you know you hope these guys if they're the best of the best athletes that they actually like bring it every night. I, I honestly thought. I was kind of against Matt's thought previously about Kyrie, but the more I, the more he does what he does, the the more he's just not, he's just a cancer to every team he's on. And it's a shame. Cause he's, yeah, he's a talented talent person. He's got is just insane. Yeah. But to put to end up, you know, like you look at Dallas on paper and you're like, wow, Kyrie and du- Luca, how's that going to work? And then it it looks okay. And then it just, ends up not working out. And now you're like, great. You traded all those players to get Kyrie. And now what? Now he's going to opt out. I, I mean, I hate to bring it up because I know it's a s- sensitive s- subject, but is he like an AI 2.0 to where like he's hard to no, work. He's no, hard to I work think with. I was a cancer. He wasn't like, well, then why did we have then no other superstars come to Philly when he, he was, was here? A, well, he, cause he, a, it was a different kind of league back then. Superstars didn't want to team up as much. That has to be be put out there. But we didn't even have a decent number two for him. Well, maybe that's, one well, that's year. Maybe of, one that, year we did. That's part of you know just Billy King and having shitty GMs. Um, but Allen, you know, I y- yes, he was a selfish player, which I, obviously I I feel deterred. You know, a lot of more winning we could have had, but I don't think I I don't think he was like a bad teammate. Like Kyrie's a bad teammate. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think he's. I, and it's coming from a non AI guy, so <laughs> he, he's he's definitely a talented player, but I don't think he's he's not he hasn't done anything transcendent, like like the the little man, you know, with the big heart, like Alan, like, that was Allen Iverson, right? Yeah. That was his claim to fame, and then like obviously changing the culture, which you could argue whether it's good or bad for the NBA, but. Um, I don't think Kyrie Kyrie's got great handles. I think you'd, you'd argue like, man, he's got really good handles. But other than that, I don't know what he's really known for as far as basketball. You know what I mean? I think he's a good, he could well, be you could a say good he's piece. like partly a contributor of this new, this new mentality around the league of like going wherever you want to go, pitch a fit, demand a trade go team up with this superstar. It doesn't work for a couple of years to man a trade. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you start seeing it with a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of other guys. And he's, he was kind of at the forefront of that. I will It'll say be interesting. This. Sorry. Bill. Sorry. No, I, it was I, now you go. Cause I'm, I'm going to change the topic about the NBA. I don't want to cut you off. If you're going. I, to I was just going to say quickly that it'll be very interesting to see where he goes after this off season, because again, he was able to choose the nets, right? Cause he basically got, got his way out of Boston. So now he can basically now choose where he wants to go. It's not where he, now he's, he's not getting dictated where he's going to go. So that'll be, I think, interesting as far as where he, where he kind of envisions himself next. Right. Well, with all the, all that saying we can, we can put a bow on the NBA and we can move on. Uh, I just wanted to say with, with all the, with all of our uh, d- doubts about the Sixers and the, and the cloudiness surrounding the, their playoff run, uh, I think we can, we can all agree that we're rooting for them. 
we want to see nothing but the best for our Sixers because hell as fans, we deserve it. Right. So 10, nine, eight, baby. The, the NBA it. playoffs this is my last thing. I'm yeah. already seeing in this game. Like I fucking love how the game gets so chippy and these guys yes. start banging the shit out of each other. But where like, is that all year, Bill? Like, like, that's what I mean. Like, where is that? Like, and I get it. You can't do that for 82 games, but like no, they're, but, they're fucking pounding on Trey young. Like, and it's like, his guys are finally getting his back a little bit. It's like, I can't wait for like a Boston series where fucking PJ Tucker just hammers the shit out of Tatum and that gets fucking chest. That's going to piss Boston like, Johnny off. We better watch it. Boston Johnny's not going to like that. I pounded, I pounded the drum for <laughs> PJ Tucker for, I don't know, years. This is why but, we have yeah. him, John. This is everything doesn't okay. matter to this point. This is why we fucking have PJ when we're, you know, when, when they're going on an 11, nothing run, it's like fucking just foul somebody hard. It's like, I just want to cover match chatter and champagne on broad street. <laughs> When PJ Tucker rolls by in the, in the we're, big we're, talk, we're talking about the guy who said he he was he'd rather he'd rather have stayed in uh, in Miami. So <laughs> it's much much nicer down there. Weather. All I gotta say. And tax free, make more tax money, free. but yeah. Uh, but uh, next time, yeah. Anywho, so, anywho, yeah. where do you want to go? I mean, I'm looking at our, our our previous agenda. We've got, I mean, the Phillies started their season. I know we, we you know, our our last episode yeah, we wanted to I think we touch Phillies. on some fighting fills. We'll now it's been a, bit, a little bit of a slow start, as we all know, and it looks like the fightings got bit by the injury bug a little a little earlier than we all would have liked, right? We all we all knew we had Harper, you know, rehabbing off of Tommy John's. We did not <laughs> see we did not see the we did not see the kick in the nuts with with Reese go, going out. That was. That was a blow. When and Jesse then we just that. It was like, oh man, this is going to be a long season. And then we just got blindsided with, uh, with hall. You know, I now we'll get him back, but we're a little dinged up early. Well, the pardon the pun. That Ranger Suarez is out. Um, Rangers out for a while. You lost. You're probably going to lose the best pitching prospect we've had. You could arguably say uh, that was the first domino. I forgot about Painter. Oh man! You you could say that he Painter is the best pitching prospect up to this point from pure potential that the Phillies have ever ever produced. The, you think since Cole? Obviously, I think he's. I think his what he's done in the minors is better than anything Cole Hamels has ever done. Like he's that good. He's that. He's going to be that special, and he's probably done for the year. So like, you know, so you, you, he's out and now, uh, Rangers out. So that's two pitching. That's two pitchers out already. Some of your other pitchers are a little banged up. Um, yeah. Why, why, Jesse, why do we refuse to pay a starting pitcher? I mean, we paid Zach Wheeler, I guess, but I mean, honestly, I, I was fine with it. This, the, the, there really wasn't, any anybody that I would have been really comfortable with them because you look at the guys that changed teams and, and it's early, but all these pitchers that changed teams for massive amounts of money have had dramatic drops in their velocity, in their control, in their in their stuff. So you know, last year, I get it. Like, if, if they had X amount of money to spend to make the team better, giving it to Trey Turner was much better than overpaying for one of these starters. And then you hope that 
maybe you can trade for a guy at the tail end of this year that that can help. But I mean, now, you know, short of them making the World Series, you don't have Reese Hoskins. That's the only way he can play is if they make the World Series. He might be able to come back for the World Series. Here's a um, question I got for you guys, and this is regards to what you were just talking about off of Bill's question of why do we not pay for, for pitching? Mm -hmm. Could it be because these guys are trying to, they, they try to throw so fast, so consistently all the time that they're just burning their arms out way faster. And their, their life's, their life expectancy has dramatically shortened. The, the Phillies, since Middleton took over, granted it's been three GMs technically, they have never been willing to spend top dollar for a guy that only pitches every fifth day. Who was the GM when we had the holiday Cliff Lee? Was that Ruben? Ruben and Gillick. Yes. That was Gillick, yeah. And look at that. We had had the four aces and we won. But (laughs) even... But you look at how they assembled that team and the contracts they were giving those players. Yeah, they were all homegrown guys, basically. They were all – the position guys were mostly homegrown. Yeah, yeah. And you got you got Lee later in his career. You got Oswalt later in his career. You got Doc later in his Cliff career. Lee. So you, yeah, so you, like the contracts you were giving them were big, but they weren't – Big country. They weren't <laughs> – Big country, baby. They Joe weren't Blanton. massive. No, you're right. Massive. They were like 150 million. There was like two years, 80. So they were short, big money, but short term. So the, yeah, the Phillies are really hesitant to give big money to a guy that only plays every fifth, every fifth day. And I mean, I can, I can understand that. The problem with doing with that philosophy is if your farm team cannot produce enough players that you can either trade for starters or develop them them yourselves, you are now at a at a disadvantage. So, but you guys just said we we were bringing up a guy in our farm system who torched his arm before he could even get brought up. Well, I mean, his any more to your point, Matt. Like you said, guys are throwing harder and harder and harder. It seems like almost every pitcher now is is blowing his elbow out at some point. So, hence I mean, why guess, you wouldn't want to pay a guy. $300 million or $250 well, and, million. And, but, but also like for, for the, to lose our young stud, I guess it's better for him to do it now than, you know, two years from now and hope when, you know, we're trying to make a, another run for a pennant or in a postseason run. Yeah. So, I mean, he'll come back just as good as he was before. Uh, I mean, the Phillies have another fireballer, that we were talking about in the, in the group chat that he's probably like two years away, but he's throwing like, he'll throw like a 90 mid, a mid 90 mile an hour pitch and then throw a hundred mile an hour pitch and then throw another hundred mile an hour pitch. And the movement he's getting on pitches is like 20 to 30 inches of break. And then he's going to throw a hundred mile an hour fastball. Like you can't as a hitter, I don't know many hitters that are going to be able to adjust to an off-speed pitch that's got two feet of break, and then the very next pitch is 
100 miles an hour with a foot of brake left to right. Like, I don't know how you can time that and catch up to that and hit it. So, like, we've got these guys that are starting to come up because we finally got rid of all of these idiots that they hired in in scouting and analytics and development. And Preston Mattingly has has rebuilt our farm system and our scouting so that, you know, they're actually competent people that know what they're doing. And we're already starting to see the fruits of that. In He's run the farm system for two years, and we're already seeing the fruits of it. So, you know, hopefully this year maybe Abel can come up and, and give us something in the second half because he wasn't as ready as Painter. Abel is is a really, really, really good pitcher, but he's just not as ready. So maybe he'll be ready in the second half of the year. And maybe we get, for once, something good happens, and Painter doesn't need Tommy John, and he just needed a little bit of a break because he's never pitched as much as he has ever in his career. But typically when a pitcher get shut down for elbow tightness and a, and a, and a, a minor tear of their UCL. The, the next thing that happens is Tommy John. Like, so the Phillies me. opening world series odds was plus 1300. The, mm-hmm. Their current odds today is plus 2000. <laughs> well, I mean, that's because of all the injuries yeah. going up by the minute, but even starting out plus 1300, after just being in the World Series, we don't get any respect. Well, I mean, you you look at it. You they play they play in probably the best probably the best division in the National League. Oh, hands down. I mean, the Mets so, and like, Braves are probably playoff teams again. <laughs> yeah, the Mets and Braves are playoff teams, and oh, the Marlins, God. the Cowboys of baseball, to- the Mets. How many times are we going to hear it every year? The Mets. Oh, it's the Mets year. Loading up. It's the year. So here's, but here's the thing. The Mets are going to shit the bed again because they're the Mets. Yeah, I know. But they're still a good team that you have to deal with. They don't have an easy road to the playoffs. Yeah, they got Scherzer. I mean, that's usually a guaranteed win every fifth day. (laughs) Yeah, and, and the Marlins, if they're willing to spend a little bit of money, the Marlins pitching staff is elite. Well, the Marlins, they're like, they have our number every year too. They do, but and we're currently the, losing to them. What? Eight, three right now. Yeah. The, but the, the problem is not only do they always eat our lunch, they're now they've got before it was just, they ate our lunch out of spite. Now it's, they've got really good starting pitching. Um, so like this division is is ridiculously stacked. So that's why the Phillies' odds were so low. It's always an uphill climb. Yeah, because like they don't have a division where like they just have to show up. And like the Cardinals, the 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 Central is terrible. So we don't have that luxury. So we're probably gonna. I mean, they'll probably make the playoffs again, but it's the same thing. They're gonna they're gonna be in the in the wild card round. They're gonna be doing all of that. They're gonna they're gonna be in a disadvantage of every in every round. So, and their and their bench depth right now is is stretched to the limit. 
if if they can make some smart moves and get a first baseman, move Bone back to to third, and maybe get another pitcher. Sure, their their odds are going to drastically increase, but right now, I mean, the I don't like Kimbrel being our closer at all. I think he's fucking washed. Yeah, and yeah, and, and the injury bug has already, you know, bitten us about as much as you it possibly. That was my can. next question: is how do we feel about our bullpen? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah. last year they were uh, all year, and then they got hot in the playoffs. So, I mean, I guess you can hope for that. But I think with the injuries, you know, kidding aside, like Bryce Harper, I, I think is kind of the heart and soul of this team. And him <laughs> being out for half the season, like, I think the goal the Phillies probably have is like, just don't be too far out of the race till you get Bryce back. Like, just hang around, try to be a 500 team ish. And then you get Bryce back and you got to go on a run in August and September. And he's got to come back like ready to go, like in July, like right. I mean, or sooner, hopefully, I don't know. I mean, I think I heard July ish initially, but I, I hear he's taking batting practice now. So I don't know if that's, yeah, he know. was taking, he was taking BP today. So I don't know if that means he's accelerated or just part of the, you know, I'm sure it's part of the rehab process, but yeah. And, and like he's taking BP, but I don't know if he's swinging off a tee or if it's, Live BP, and I don't know. Like, and 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 I feel like I don't like Trey Turner leading off, and like he let off again tonight. He's zero for four. Like he's not a lead off. I don't know. I feel like this fucking team just needs to get a lineup set. Like, I, don't, I, you know, I just, you know, I, I, I don't feel the same mojo yet. And it's early. It's what 10, 11 games. I get it. it's a long ass season. Um, but I don't know. I, I guess I'm just looking for the team's identity. It's or, just, or like with Bryce being out, can we? Ask for some other guys that are high JT on the payroll. Makes two hundred million. We got Trey Turner making two hundred million. Cassianos. Let's Cassianos talk about that guy. Cassianos is playing really good right now. Yeah, he's okay. But it's like everything else. It's like I guess he said yesterday. We scored thirteen rounds against one of the best pitchers in baseball yesterday, and we get fucking dick slapped all game by a fucking rookie. <laughs> this no, this kid is good, Bill. He's, he's good. one I of the. Know. I know he can play. He's, he's one of the best left-handed pitchers in baseball. No, he's he's a baller. He so, Matt, I want, I want to answer a question that you put out earlier while I listened to our MLB um, professionals discuss this. And I'm going to reiterate <laughs> it to the four fans that listen to this podcast well, once again. Castellanos, to me, just to, just to, Go I was going somewhere with that. He's, he's, he is the James Harden on the Phillies. Well, he lives in Ben me. Simmons' house. That's the problem. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. God. There you go. <laughs> oh, and apparently fans are throwing uh, dollar dogs at each other at the Phillies game. It's gotten so out of hand. It's ugly. They're having like a food fight in the stands. Uh, that's that's classic. What a waste of good hot dogs. They're happy. I know. All right, John, uh, proceed with your thought. So, so what I want to say and what I want to answer to your question is until this, and, I, and I've said this numerous times, but again, I want to reiterate it to the seven fans we have that are listening. <laughs> to until this clown show of an organization, the Phillies, decides to understand how World Series championship teams are built and actually focus on pitching as the most important part of baseball, this team will go nowhere. As long as you keep believing that chicks dig the long ball 
and that $300 million right fielders who never play and $200 million shortstops that, I mean, we'll see about Trey Turner. Uh, and, and JT Ruimuto, $200 million, $300 million, et cetera, et cetera. As you start to invest in players who just are out there to get the contract and are the sexy big names that put clowns in the seats to buy dollar dogs, then this is all you're going to get from this, this Phillies organization until you actually, to Jesse's point, cultivate some pitching and or sign large contracts to pitchers who are very good, you're going to go nowhere. So for the seven listeners listening, that's where I stand. And until that happens, I will not be called a liar. Well, I mean, nobody's calling you a liar. It's just like they lost the World Series because they didn't hit. Like, No, they lost the World Series because they gave up home runs. And they (laughs) couldn't score. Like, they got shut down when they needed to score. They didn't beat the best Phillies team that was ever assembled lost to the Cardinals because they couldn't One they nothing. couldn't score runs. That was and then yeah, that was a dumb like, like God. you need to it, it's a balanced thing. You can be pitching, 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 but if you can't score runs, the the do, Halliday lost games in the playoffs that year and because he couldn't be perfect. And the other team's pitchers were absolutely perfect. Is it easier to throw above 90 miles an hour in the MLB or is it easier to hit a home run? I think it's easier to hit a home run. All these guys are throwing 90 now. Everybody, everybody, every pitcher can throw mid nineties with, with movement now. Okay. Phillies. It's crazy. Hence why everyone's arms are getting fucked. Jesse's right about that. I I, I kind of forgot. We, we lost five to the first game against the Astros scored two runs. We won seven, nothing. And I'm sorry. First game we won six to five scored six. Then we lost game two, five, two scored two runs. We won game three. We scored seven. They scored zero. That then was the just, record setting game, but the and then five game home four, runs. we lost five, nothing game five. We lost three to two and game six. We lost four to one. So we the, scored three runs in our last three games. The turning point of that world series was that, bullpen pitcher giving up the smash. I forget what his name was. You guys would know better than me that ended up putting them over the top. Was that, and it wasn't Sir Anthony. I'm trying to think who it was. Wasn't Sir Anthony. Um, I get, Oh, it was, uh, um, Alvarez, our big lefty. Yeah. Yeah. He gave up that. Well, I guess this is the, I guess this is the question and it's, it's the ye old debate. For baseball, it's mm-hmm. like to what to what Bill just brought up is the reason why the Phillies scored the three runs in their last what two games, Bill? Three, three games. Is that because their bats went cold, or the Astros pitching was just that good? Well, I think and it's, it's the, just, you know I think and to be fair, the Astros were head and shoulders the best team in, like talent wise in baseball, and it just showed absolutely. And that's why baseball is such a different game because it's like. It's just a marathon, the game, of, the, the game of averages. It's just like, you got it. It's just eventually like the NFL, any given Sunday is great because it's like, there could be an upset, you know? Yes. You know, you gotta be, God forbid an injury that, that, you know, yeah. But in, but in the, in baseball, like that's you, but to John's point, I will say, um, you know, pitching is kind of like quarterback play, 
it's kind of like tending in the NHL, like, kind of like goal, ding, ding, like ding. guard play. Yes. It's like, you got to have solid pitching. Like, and we basically, basically Nola ran out of gas and so did Wheeler. Like, you know, I yeah. guess you can agree with that. Those you two can guys. always get on base by getting a walk. Or getting well, that's not how our style. That's what I will say. It's but, like but, you live no, by my, the sword, you die by the sword, and we die by the sword. But my point is, Packers. to get players on base, you don't always have to hit home runs. I agree, yeah. and that's so where these it, guys, you know, don't adjust you, to maybe when they're not hitting as well. Maybe take that, you know, take a strike or two, or you know. So I do agree. Like we didn't make adjustments when we had to, and the Astros just beat us. Like they just beat us. And it, I mean, it doesn't help. It doesn't help that. You know, they spent all that money on Castellanos and he went cold. Yeah. Granted, the guy that we've got this year, the way he's playing this year, we would probably win the World Series. Yeah. Because- I mean, if he plays as consistent, like, and trade. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm, again, it's a, a, a big term that we use on here in Forfeit Podcast is on paper. <laughs> but on paper, I mean, the Phillies are. Is, is hitting a shitload of doubles, singles, and doubles right now. He's, he's hitting everything. I'm so happy that he's doing it now. No, but well, I'm happy somebody has to. I mean, <laughs> it, I mean, it, it up for the end of the season. Right, in the middle of the in the in the beginning of the season. But it, I will I mean, say, you know, get, a win in April counts as much as a win in September. So, and I mean, <laughs> it it it's you know, and and Nola, I don't know what happened to him. Like he he was un he was unbeatable in the first couple rounds of the playoffs, and then in the World Series, he was Just got tired. Yeah. He was average. I mean, and Wheeler and we Nola. saw it. Wheeler was gassed. I think Nola. Our yeah. best Nola pitcher was, was Suarez. Our best pitcher throughout was Suarez. Yeah, he, and um, the you know, and and now it looks like um, Nola's going to walk at the end of the year. We're not going to resign you think him. So? You think he is? Yeah, I think he's already he he wants he wants massive money. And honestly, is anyone watching, mad about that? No, I mean not if he wants two hundred million dollars. There's probably better ways we can use that money, but yeah, yeah. give it to a left fielder. <laughs> yeah, well, I do that shit. I'm like, here comes the haymaker. You can't, you can't pay this guy. You can't pay this guy elite money. You can't. He's proven time and time and time and time and time again. He can't be. He's he's not an ace. He's not like. In the last three years, I, I, I've lost track of the amount of times where, like, a NOLA start has come up, and you need if, – if he's going to be your ace, right, he's your stopper, you're on a two-game losing streak. You need your ace to come out there, go seven strong, maybe give up a, one run. You need your ace to do that. And every single time we've needed NOLA to, get a, to have a big game, he shit the bed. So, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade him during the season because we need him. We still need. Yeah, him. you need him. I you just let him walk in the off season because he's going to command some team that doesn't have any pitching is going to give him a lot of money. That's the Mets pay him. Oh God. Yeah, like <laughs> he, he just he's one of those guys you watch him pitch when there's when there's no pressure and he looks like fucking Cy Young. But when a big game comes up, he just, he's never been able to rise to. And I thought I was so bummed because you watched the way he pitched 
in the in the Braves series, in the in the Cardinals series, he was tremendous. And I was like, this is finally Nola. This is finally his time to like put his stamp on I am a Philly pitcher. I am the leader of this team. We go to the World Series and he fucking shits the bed. And I, I mean, honestly, that was he had what two starts, and if he wins one of them, they win the World Series. It, I mean, it's that simple. You in the biggest moments, he is the guy that they drafted first that year, and they needed it, and he couldn't give it to them. And now he won't give them any sort of discount on a long term contract. He's going to want all the money. And I guess, you know, good for you, man. Get your money. But I want no part of a $200 million contract to to, to him because, <laughs> dude, he, he he's a 10-cent head. Like, he's a million-dollar arm and a 10-cent head. Like, there, there, there will be other pitchers to, to possibly maybe overpay a little bit on that I'd be okay with. But... I used to defend that dude when people be like, he sucks. He's overrated. Like I, I can't anymore, man. Like every time we've needed a big game from him. It's okay, Jesse. I never liked Aaron Nola. So don't worry about it. And I know half as much about baseball as you. It, you it's just, just so, it's just so frustrating because he's got all the talent in the world, but Hey, like this, Nick Cassianos, he's probably doing a lot better right now. So no, I mean, no, I just like, looked at no, his stats. He He's actually right not. Now. He sucks. Yeah, I mean that that Rangers game. I mean, you get you get handed a five spot, and then you come back and give up eight. It's like what the fuck? Hey, man, it's not like we've never seen Cliff Lee do that in a big in a big playoff game. Yeah, but Lee, yeah, I mean, fuck that dude. Fuck. Hey, Cliff. maybe maybe since Bryce Harper got Tommy John's, he can go out in the mound throw a couple heaters. Well, I know he can't swing he can't the bat. Throw. He, I know, but after he gets Tommy they John's put him all first base? up, would they can... put him at first base so he doesn't have to throw as much? Because he, he used to have a big—I mean, he has a big arm. Right? Well, I don't know if it'll be affected. I mean, I know you can you can come back pretty healthy from Tommy John, but well, I I think that was the one the one thing with him was his throwing motion is so violent that they think that that's what did it. So like, yeah, you put him at first base so he can't hurt himself again. Yeah. Like, can he catch the ball? You know, cause I, cause they were talking about that with Kruk. Uh, hey man, he can't be a worse first baseman than Reese Hoskins was. God, I know she made so many bad plays, but then he had so many big home runs. Oh my God. Reese. Yeah, no. That's also coming from the same host that said, uh, Alec Bohm stunk. He turned it around. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. I'm fighting words. I mean, it's I've okay. Been a homer from day one. Roll <laughs> the tape, Matt, please. All the heat was directed towards Reese that I remember. No. Yeah. Eric Boom sucks. Third base, he blows. Get him out of there. I'll, um, find, I'll find the clips. No, I'll find the clips. I'll find the clips. Good luck. <laughs> go to the archive. Good luck. John, because I'll I, mail you the hard drive. You can I just start digging. I used to give updates on Bohm while we were still in double A. So Please. on the podcast, the Bohm dates. Oh, so good luck, bud. I, I def, I, now I'm definitely searching for him. Now I wasn't, but now I'm definitely searching for it. All right. We'll definitely have some hot takes in there. By next episode. He hates this fucking place. Get him out of here.
by next episode, we need direct quotes. Um, Full quotes. Get the interns on it. Oh man. All right. Well, final thoughts for this for this episode as we wrap it up. I think next episode we all know where we need to go. It's uh, we need to give some Eagles draft. Well, no, we're at the hour mark, brother. We will keep it recorded. Yeah. Next, yeah. No, we got to The next episode, we have to start running mock drafts. The next episode, it's going to be. I think it's. I think it's draft fit time. I think it's safe will, to say. Will we get a return? Will we get a return of uh, Howie Roseman on the on the on the phone? I don't know. I'm booked. I think I'll have to see. I'll talk to my agent. Yeah, I mean that is. Right, fellas, that is if we can pin John down yeah, for, no, for the right, next episode. I mean, the, on, the John yeah. being Howie Roseman, MSNBC's calling, calling uh, yeah, uh, the cuz everyone's gonna is calling. So, Listen, I will, I will, if, if the fans want Howie Roseman on the phone, I will pencil back. We're penciled in, we're penciled but, uh, in. Absolutely, but make sure you bring decent trade requests and not the, your uh, your usual, you know, BS. Quiz Watkins in a fifth for uh, the third pick. Sorry, not happening. <laughs> Fart noise. <laughs> JJ Arthega Whiteside, Quez Watkins, and the fifth, f- the fifth round pick for a twenty twenty seven third rounder. Not not flying with me. Nama next week's um, episode. Anybody in the entire draft with Jalen Carter? Boom. There you go. Can't wait for this episode. Can't wait. <laughs> Stay tuned. I can't wait for the uh, the elephants to start, you know, rolling their roll tides over. He's on her bus, baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, my, bus. I have to now because those fucks at Fanatics want nine ninety nine to return a T-shirt. Oh boy, here we go. The way it's bash our sponsors. Uh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're in negotiations. Will you will you calm down? Jeez. Oh, just like Michael Rubin earlier, and now you're doing this. Unbel- All right, before we make any more collateral, more collateral damage, <laughs> I'm Metal Matt for the J Lo, Wild Bill, Big John Stud. Draft fits next week. Everyone be good. Go, birds.